My brothers and sisters, welcome to Knowing the Way, the podcast designed to help you know Jesus Christ through words of love and encouragement. I'm your host, Minister Greg, and as always, thank you so much for tuning in. I pray that our time together in God's Word will equip you for good success in your everyday life. Well, my friends, I hope that everybody's doing well on today. Our prayer is that you are meeting the challenges, you're celebrating the victories by the grace of God and by the power of God, and that all is going well. And even in spite of not having everything you want, but having everything you need, God is good. And all things are well. It is well with our soul. I want you to think about something that you have, whether it's your vehicle, your home, even your cell phone, cell device. Whatever it is, when it was first envisioned in the mind of the creator, that person saw the creation performing what it was designed to do, even when that creation didn't exist in the physical realm. And that creation didn't just show up completely intact and ready to work. There were plans that were made, blueprints that had to be followed. And I can imagine that there were many, many failures en route to the final success. In other words, there was something that was designed to make. And you it's funny how you can see what you want your business, what you want your creation to be, what you want it to do. But what you're seeing is the finished product. And yet, even though it hasn't been made yet, even though it hasn't been designed, even though you haven't put your hands on it, you already see it working. You already see it doing what you intended to do. But, you know, along with the success was evolution, a maturity of the creation that caused it to function better and better. And yet all of this starts with a vision, an internal foresight of something that doesn't exist yet, but will be manifested. And that's what our heavenly father saw in you and me. That's why Jesus died for the redemption of our sins, because God sees us where we can be not just where we are. The vision that God has for us, the plans that God has for us were already seen by him in the future. He already saw me creating this podcast. He already saw you doing the things that you're doing, whether it's ministering the gospel, whether it's serving food, whether it's raising a family, whether it's a CEO of a company, whether it's starting a company, God already saw you doing this. That's why the gifts were put inside of you. The talents were put inside of you for you to function in the order in which he called. God not only has plans for you, but he's given plans to you. Let me say that again. God not only has plans for us, he's given plans to us. He's given us our own vision and our vision should always line up with his vision, which is to make Jesus Christ clear and visible, which is to go into all the world and preach the gospel so that every man can be saved. That's God's vision. That's what he wants for his people. And that's what he wants you and I to do. Everything that we every function that we have, every move that we make, everything that we do is the is to reach the end goal to go into all the world and preach the gospel. And there are things that God wants us to do. There are things that he wants us to create that will bring glory and honor to his name here on the earth. I mean, and I've seen and during this pandemic, it's been extremely and increasingly evident. 
I've seen men and women singing songs and writing them, writing songs. They've been posting scriptures on Facebook. They've been uh, building, creating uh, things that people can use, whether it's been masks, where it's been cakes and pies, where it's been food, any type of food, any type of, of physical, tangible thing. That there has been real creativity seen in during the pandemic. And, you know, some people think that, well, I had a job. It was a good job and they folded and then they had to go into that that creative mode. You know, the pandemic did us a lot of good in some ways. Oh, yes. We cannot forget and underestimate or understate the, the enormous the enormous amount of lives that were lost. We, we, we can't look out, look down on that. We can't look back on that. Uh, there was an enormous amount of lives lost and our hearts go out to people who lost loved ones. I myself lost an aunt to the pandemic. But here's the thing. Those of us that remain, those of us are the remnant of God. We got to take up the mantle and we've got to work the vision that God has given us. Let me read Habakkuk 2 and 2, familiar verse. It says, then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may ruin who reads it. Write the vision, make it plain on tablets. In other words, I give you a vision, write it down. So whoever reads it can do what they need to do. You see, I can see God. And I can have a vision from him and I, and I can say, hey, this is I know this is what God wants me to do. And that vision might be it might be off. But when I put it on paper or when I document it, I can always refer back to it. I can always go back to what I know God has called me to do, what I know he's spoken to me about. That's what I mean by God gives us a vision. He has a vision for us and he gives a vision to us. So that we can make it plain and so that we can work together with believers, like minded people who will help us using their gifts and talents, help us bring this vision to fruition. A vision is a mental blueprint that reveals step by step directions for a finished product. Vision is a mental blueprint that reveals step by step directions for a finished product. Every architect needs a blueprint. Everything that needs to be put together has an instruction manual. And the vision of God is no different. The vision that God gives you gives me is no different. But here's the real difference. Because we're faith based. Because we trust God for directions and instructions. We don't get the entire manual all at once. He'll give us pages at a time. He'll, because he wants to make sure that we're going to do what we said. And he wants our intentions behind the vision to be for his glory, not self-glory. He wants the intentions behind what we do to serve others, not to serve self. And we have to put the vision in plain sight as a constant encouragement. Because if you keep thinking about it, now, there are some people who can just mentally keep up with their vision. I know for me, so I have to have it in plain sight at times. I have to be able to go back and read it. The times when I'm feeling discouraged, 
the times when I'm feeling down, the times when it, it seems like it's not working, I have to go back and remind myself of what God has said. So I have to put the vision on paper. I have to put it on tablets. I have to be able to read it to give myself encouragement. And like any design, inspired design or blueprint, the vision can be revised by God at any time. Always allow vision to have the liberty of being revised. Don't, don't stick to it word for word when there needs to be a change. That's what I love about God. He gives you a vision. He gives me a vision. We're walking in it. And he may say, Greg, I know I told you to turn left, but I need you to turn right. What we have to remember is that there are other people who make decisions that affect our vision, that affect what God wants to do. And sometimes disobedience will cause God to revise the vision. And the disobedience doesn't have to come from me or you. It could be somebody who's in God's plan, but they decide, I don't want to follow God's will right now. And the will was for you and that person, for me and that person to meet together. And they decide for whatever reason, well, I don't want to do it right now. I don't I, I, I think I'm going to go back into the world. I think I'm going to uh, hold off and, and get saved. I think I'm going to stay where I am right now. And. God has to revise the vision. God has to make some changes. Let's be flexible enough to go with the changes that God makes. I want to read. Uh, uh, this was taken from an article called The Vision Thing by George Barna. Uh, the, what I'm about to read to you now. And it, the title of the article was Nine Acts of Visionary Leadership. Nine Acts of visionary leadership for the sake of time i copied three and i think these three are pretty relevant to what we're talking about today number one the nine acts of visual leadership visionary leadership i'm sorry number one is understand the content barna says the amount of time invested in discerning vi the vision is not related to the person's experience godliness or natural abilities it is simply a part of God's refining process for you. Let me say that again. Understand the content. The amount of time invested in discerning the vision is not related to the person's experience, godliness or natural abilities. It is simply a part of God's refining process for you. The, the time that you invest in discerning the vision has nothing to do with how long you've been saved how holy you appear to be or think you are, or even your natural gifts and talents. It's all a part of the refining process for you. The benefit of investing time is for me and for you. The amount of time invested benefits me and you. It helps us to understand the content. We've got to understand what God wants us to do with that vision and not Again, and not the end result, not to see the end of it and not how to see how to get to the end. But God wants us to understand at the moment that we are in the vision. He wants us to understand what we're doing and why we're doing it. Why we're doing it? Because we're being obedient to him. What we're doing, it may sound silly. It may look crazy, but we're doing it out of obedience. 
We're doing it because we know that in the end, God is going to be glorified. So that was one of the acts, understanding the content. The, one of the other or the second one is pass it around. Realize that vision is most effectively called not by mass presentations, but by example and through relationships. Let me read that one again. Pass the vision around. Realize that vision is most effectively caught not by mass presentations, but by example and through relationships. In other words, visionary leadership is you doing the work as a model of how it should be done. Visionary leadership is you believing enough in the vision that you're carrying out the task. You believe enough in what God has said that you're making moves. The Bible tells us that faith without works is dead. Therefore, if we're not if we're not doing what we believe in, it's hard to for somebody else to say, hey, he really believes in Christ, but he doesn't go to Bible study. He doesn't go to church. Uh, he, he's not studying his Bible, but he really believes in Christ. So that's what he said. He believes in Christ, but he's not spending time in the word of God. He's not growing as a as a Christian. See, we got to lead by example and not only by example, but we've got to have relationships. We it says here vision is more effectively caught by example and through relationships. So not only do we do the things that we believe, but we encourage others to do those things. We encourage them and we encourage them by talking with them, by getting to know them, by showing them the love of Christ. That's how we build relationships. And that's how we grow together so that we, the vision is operating at full capacity. So we talked about understanding the content, passing it around and last, put it into action. Put the vision into action for the right reason, not to gain jewels in your crown, but to know the joy of making a positive difference in the world by pouring yourself into serving Christ. This is from George Barna. Let me read that again. Barna says, put it into action, put the vision into action for the right reason, not to gain jewels for your crown, but to know the joy of making a positive difference in the world by pouring yourself into serving Christ. That is a very strong statement. But it's so true. With a vision, it's not enough for you to say, God gave me this. I have it. Let's run with it. You need to be the first one off the starting block. You don't need to say, follow me and sit down. You need to be the first one moving, the first one lifting, the first one praying, the first one leading. You need to be and you need to be doing it in a positive way. You need to be encouraging others. You need to put your words into action. You need to be helping others that, that are struggling with finding their place in the vision. Talk to them. That's where building relationships come from. You're going to have many people who are struggling with trying to find their place in the vision, find their place in, in that part of, of the ministry. And that's where you come along. You and I can create relationships by helping them see their way, helping them with the help of the Holy Ghost. We're helping them to find their place 
in, fine, in God's vision. We're pouring ourselves into serving Christ. We are pouring ourselves into serving Christ. And we help others so that they can grasp a hold of the vision and they can move forward. They can supply their part. They can do what they need to do. And they can help us. Each part working together to help the body as a whole. Let me continue in the back of two. Verse three, it says, for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come and it will not tarry. Listen, guys, the vision is on its way. The vision is going to reach the end. The vision will be manifest. We have to be patient. We just read it. Work for wait for it. The work that you're doing is not in vain. The fruition of a God ordained vision operates in a time tested process. The vision that God has ordained, its fruition operates in a time tested process. It doesn't happen in my time. It, it causes me to wait. It helps me build my endurance, my patience, my long suffering. And it makes me more dependent on God. It increases my faith. Even when I don't see the manifestation, when I don't see the end result. But I know that God showed me the vision. He told me to write it down. And he and it's it's a promise from God. And I can stand on the promises of God. Uh, the fruition of a God ordained vision, it operates in a time tested process. And the vision that God gives us will speak with or without our cooperation. Listen, God, whatever God says is going to happen, the vision that he gave, it's going to speak. Whether I want to be a part of it or not, whether I choose to believe it or not, whether I participate or not, the vision that God gives, it will speak. And it's going to speak loud. It's going to speak boldly. And it's going to say Jesus is Lord and God is our heavenly father. Proverbs 16 verse 9, it says the mind of a man plans his way, but the Lord shows him what to do. Vision. Yeah, I, I get it. We're all educated. We've graduated high school, graduated kindergarten, <laughs> graduated middle school, went to some college. Some of us finished. Some of us may not have had the chance to finish. Some of us went further from uh, undergrad to graduate and doctorate and so on. But even with all the education and all the life experience, we still, we still can't outthink God. We still don't know as much as God. And I'm saying that because there are times when our education and our knowledge and our experience will give us a vision. And it may come to pass, but it won't last. It may show up, but it'll only be temporary. Make sure that your vision comes from God. The vision that you have for your life, the vision that you have for your family, the vision that you have for your future. Make sure it comes from God. Let God show you what to do. Let him show you how he wants you to live, how he wants you to dwell in his presence, how he wants you to serve, how he wants you to live in the earth. Make sure you, you hear from God. Make sure that, that your vision comes from God because a vision from God will be Christ centered 
not me centered. A vision from God will be all about him and not about me. It will not have anything to do with me getting and me being seen and me being in the spotlight. It will point people to Jesus. A vision from God is Christ centered and it will always point people to Jesus. Because as God reveals his plans, we execute and obey. That's what we're called to do. When God reveals his plans, we execute and obey. That is exactly what we are called to do. When he says, Greg, this is what I want you to do today. I got to do it. Now, let me let me reference here because I don't have to. But look at what I'm going to miss out on. I may, as we said earlier, I may God may have to revise his plan for somebody else because of my disobedience, my lack of desire, my unwillingness. And I don't want God to change somebody else's vision because we were supposed to meet at the crossroads. But I I took what I thought was a shortcut and it became a detour and it delayed somebody else's vision coming to fruition. So as God reveals his plans, we execute and obey. Proverbs 15, verse 22, it says, plans go wrong without talking together, but they will go well when many wise men talk about what to do. Be careful who you share your vision with. Be careful who you share your vision with. I've learned over the years that you can't tell everybody what God is doing in your life. There's a time to testify. Because that testimony brings glory and honor to God and points people to Jesus. But then there's a time when you just need to keep your mouth shut. You need to align yourself with like-minded, supportive people. Test folk. Give them a chance to prove who they are. Try your friends. Let them see what can see what kind of character they have. And then either align yourself with like-minded people who are supportive and trustworthy or don't. There are some people that you have to handle with a, a, a 10 foot pole. Let's just face it. They, they don't tell the truth. They steal. They steal ideas. They steal property. They steal tangibles. They steal. They, they, they're just untrustworthy. And we all know people like that. We all know people who, who just won't be honest for whatever reason. And we love them. But. We don't leave our wallets laying in front of them either. Now, I'm being facetious here, but you got to think about it. How many times have we heard about an employee who had a great idea, shared it with his boss, the boss shot it down, and years later, he's making a million dollars or millions of dollars off of it? I mean, it happens. Let's say that it happens. So be careful who you share your vision with and align yourself with like-minded, supportive people. Because even with good counsel, we got to give God the final say. Even with good counsel, even with wise counsel, we got to give God the final say. We've got to trust him and his decisions. And he has the last word. We give God the last word and we don't have to worry about we don't have to worry about certain things. We don't have to worry about being uh, um, mistrust or unfriended we don't have to worry about somebody stealing from us we give God the final say Proverbs 16 verse 3 says trust your work to the Lord 
and your plans will work out well. Trust your work to the Lord and your plans will work out well. You know, even though our plans come from God, we still have to trust him when we execute him. Even though our plans come from God, we still have to trust him when we execute them. And here's the thing. Even though God gives us the plans, we're the ones who got to see it out. We're the ones who have to see it through. So it's important that we follow up, that we give it our best, that we pour into whatever God wants us to do, that we give it our best because we want God to be pleased with what we do. And then we follow the instructions according to the plans of God. I know when I've put bookcases together and, and, and chairs and desks and stuff, sometimes it looks like all you have to do is this and all you have to do is that. And you don't read the instructions and you get a semblance of what you were trying to build. But there's always something loose. So there's always something falling off or and the drawer doesn't come out all the way. Let's just follow the instructions according to the plans of God. Let's not do anything halfway. Because when that vision finally comes to pass, as we read in, in, in the Habakkuk scripture, when, when we get past the tarrying point and that vision comes to pass, we don't want it to be broken. We don't want it to be halfway done. We don't want it to be crooked. We want the vision to be fully manifested into what God had planned. We want it to be fully manifested into what God desired for it to be. You know, God is looking for good, solid, committed Christians in these perilous times. He's looking for people who can reach out to those who are hurting and, and those who need comfort and security. He needs you. He needs me to be vision minded and Christ centered so that we're giving and we're loving and we're reaching out to people. We're serving with joy and with gladness. See, there are people that need to know that the God that has been preached to them really cares about them, not their money or their talents. He cares about them. And I believe that the vision that we get from God, whatever he shows you, whatever he gives you to do, whatever he tells you to write down and, and bring to fruition is going to help be a blessing to many. It's going to reach lives. It's going to change lives and it's going to touch hearts because Jesus is the center of that vision. I'm going to end with Jeremiah 29, 11. You've all known this scripture. It says, for I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for well-being and not for trouble. To give you a future on the hope. God's got plans for you. He's got plans for me. The vision that he has for us. Is that we use our gifts, we use our talents, we use our ability. Then we combine that with the love that Christ had for us. We combine that with the power of the, and the strength from the Holy Spirit. And we combine that with working together with each other. So that we can go into the world, all the world and preach the gospel. That's what God wants us to do. That's what he expects out of you and me. That's the vision right there. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. And how we get there are step-by-step -step instructions. And every step we take, God takes too. And he empowers us. He fills us. He fulfills us. That we can do exactly what he's called us to do. That we can write that vision and make it plain. So that when we read it, 
we can go and do what he wants us to do. God is expecting you and expecting me to do some great things for him. And the vision that he's given you and me is the first step to getting the good and perfect will of God done in your life and my life. And brothers and sisters, our time is up. Thank you again for listening today. If you have a question or comment, write to us at ktwm96 at yahoo.com. That's ktwm96 at yahoo.com. And please click the subscribe button to be notified of our new podcast episodes. And you can also like, comment, and share on the Knowing Away Ministries Facebook and Instagram pages. And we've got some exciting news. Knowing the Way podcast is now a member of the Helium Radio Network. Just go to heliumradionetwork.com and click on the click on the Life in, Life Improvement channel where our podcast comes on at 11 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. you can hear our Knowing the Way podcast on the Life Improvement channel of the Helium Radio Network. We thank God for this opportunity to reach more men and more women with practical sharing and knowledge from the word of God. So, my friends, until next time, may God bless you and keep you. May his face smile upon you and be gracious to you. May he grant you favor and give you peace in Jesus name. And always remember this. You are love.